0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Intimacy Experiment Podcast. It's Tara and EJ Kerwin from He Said, She Said Couples Counseling. We are so happy that you are joining us. We know it has been a while since we have aired any episodes, hence um, a little COVID-19 to blame for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been a wild six months, right, T?
0: It has been a wild six months. I think it's important just to do like a brief update about kind of like where our business has been for the last few months. Sure. And we actually were really nervous in the beginning when um, COVID hit because people were really fearful. Yeah. Like yeah. what if I don't have a job? And so we were like, oh my gosh, how can couples afford couples counseling when they are trying to think about putting food on the table or toilet paper, ha ha, <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. And so, but what we saw was completely opposite, that our business grew significantly. People were reaching out for help, grasping for any kind of support. And so for us, that was amazing because we were able to hire on a few more therapists with very specialty skill sets that then really kind of really melt into our couples counseling center where we're able to offer a variety of services for our couples and so it's been it's just not the two of us anymore honey.
1: I know it's been it's been really great because you know for a while we were kind of like it felt like we were in a in a box together helping people and now we've got these new clinicians and it's uh, getting their input and it's just been a lot of fun. And And an
0: office manager who's been absolutely amazing and helping me stay organized with all of the crazy.
1: Yeah (laughs) yeah and so yeah that's we've uh Tara just like revamped our entire workbook, the relationship renovation, and it's all original material now. And it's just been, it's been fun just, you know, working on helping couples and seeing more and more couples come in and and get support.
0: Yes. And our plan for 2021 is to launch a lot more online programs for couples so that we can help couples across the world, hopefully, um, just learn healthy relationship skills and try to stay connected in a really difficult, scary, uncertain time. Yeah. So we're really excited about yeah, that.
1: Absolutely. So our episode, this, I believe we're on episode oh, number 14. 14. Can you believe it too? We're in the 14. midst of chaos. In the midst of chaos. And that's, uh, you know, that we, we were just kind of talking like, you know, how do we get this back up and going again? And you know, I, I think the big thing is that we've all been in a, a crazy world for like six, seven months now. Um, I know it's affected us a lot. Um, you know, in in everything. You know, we're we're parents. Who have four kids who we're trying to figure out, like, how in the world do we deal with this, like, homeschool thing? I know that that's been a big stressor for a lot of people.
0: Being business owners and not knowing when or if economy is good, not good, or couples so stressed out that that counseling is the last thing they are going to do. I mean, just a lot of fear.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so we wanted to talk about, you know, we want to talk about what we've seen couples um, struggling with in these past six months, and um, what we've seen them struggle with, and maybe what's, you know, what what's helped them out, right?
0: Absolutely, and maybe a little bit about what we've struggled with,
1: yeah, <laughs> just to yeah. kind of normalize. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, we've certainly seen trends, and you know, people are on uh, are having very similar experiences, but they're having it in just slightly different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I would say uh, one of the most significant things we've seen is just people's level of stress has increased dramatically, and so you know, when you're in a family system or a marriage or a relationship and your individual levels of stress shoot up, it's gonna affect the entire family and the relationship. And imagine like both people levels of stress or go up. And, you know, we've just had couples coming in that just feel like we don't even know what to do. We feel disconnected. We feel guarded. We feel angry. We feel anxious. This person doesn't think like I do. They're not supporting me. I'm not being supported by them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think right at the beginning, one of the biggest things we saw was just people's complete struggle with uncertainty you know people just didn't know like what is this and you know how are we going to deal and and you know from just like the basics of like what is this virus and all that but then i think the biggest part was just like how do we adjust our lives to like this this new world where we're we're kind of cut off right so
0: there yeah there's this new anxiety we're cut off and then a lot of couples were home together For long periods of time, and they were not used to that. And I would say, again, when you say that was like one of the biggest reasons why we had this huge influx of couples coming in, because we're spending so much time together, and it's making us just crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And together, uh, together, and then together with the kids. Together
0: with the kids was (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it was really, it, it was interesting the because, because there was a, um, you know, there, there was two sides to the coin, right? There was a, there were couples and families and they were recognizing like, wow, this is kind of nice. You know, in a world where we were apart and running our kids to soccer and to school stuff and business trips and all that just completely halted. And so there was an element of people, Kind of enjoying the world slowing down.
0: It was. It was so nice to just go through our neighborhood, and everyone is out for a walk and walking their dogs, and the kids were out playing. And I was like, "This is so nice." Like in the beginning, it felt like you know what we needed to just come back as families and as a community and just kind of all be in this together. That's what it, for me. That's what it felt like in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think though what what began to come in it was what what you were talking about a few minutes ago is though. Then it became like a lot, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. It became a
1: lot to be like honeymoon
0: period. Yeah,
1: the honeymoon period wore off, and people were were seeing like, man, I'm around my partner twenty four seven right now. You know, there's no the kids aren't going to school. You know, and we're just we're sort of on top of each other. I think what it did is it it then agitated pre existing dynamics, right?
0: Absolutely, yes significant levels of stress increased things that might've been like a little minor communication problems in the relationship significantly increased. And, you know, people came in like just not knowing what to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, here's the other thing is that people, even though they're together and they're having to develop systems together, they had very different reactions oftentimes to what was happening. You know, one thing we saw was people navigating, you know, how much, where is our risk tolerance, right? What feels good? Do we not see any families whatsoever and it's just the four of us? Or do we have an extended circle? And there were definitely a number of clients who the one partner and the other partner just had very different ways that they wanted to approach it.
0: Well, how they were managing their own anxiety around this epidemic. And yeah, they, you know, they weren't able to have the same solutions their solutions were different because one partner would be like oh like okay we can at least you know go to the park and stay social distancing and like have the in-laws there so they can see the kids and maybe another partner is like absolutely not like we're not going to be around anybody until a vaccine comes and yeah and then one partner would feel like okay well then i guess what i'm feeling trumps the other like they just couldn't be on the same page to make any type of collaborative effort yeah
1: and and then so what it did was you know it just exasperated it pointed out pre-existing communication problems uh, that that were already there except now the stakes are are super high right because it's you know it's it's covid so there's this like literally it feels like it's life and death you know Yeah, and I think you know couples had a lot of problems around that, and and I think continue to right.
0: Well, yes, because it's like fatigue has worn in. I always viewed this like I would say maybe three or four weeks in to this epidemic, I started to see all of us play out all of our like old family dysfunctional roles because it was almost like okay, we're in the United States you know, we were not having a lot of guidance around like every state was different and there was not a lot of guidance on like, here's what you should do. Here's how you should protect yourself. There was a a lot of division. And I was like, it feels like everyone is like part of this dysfunctional family and we're Mm -hmm. playing all these different roles and we're getting like mad and oppositional and like defiant and, or we really want to be people pleasing. And it was just so interesting to see that. I think a lot of our own baggage from our own childhood came out during this epidemic because it was again it was like this very inconsistent unstructured thing that was happening and when we're kids and that's happening it's really scary. And so I I do think that like again this could be growing moments for us like how as individuals do we recognize how triggered we are by this and how can we grow through this? I mean that's kind of the one thing we really try to encourage couples to look at like this is a growing opportunity in a way we will we have never and we will probably never experience again. Yeah,
1: yeah, so okay. So we've identified some of the problems is that like people had different experiences, they wanted to have different reactions. Uh, They then struggled in communicating about it and making plans moving forward.
0: Had a lot of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just not having any quality time together for the couple to just prioritize anything for themselves i mean like that went out the window
1: yeah so
0: not for everybody for a lot of people especially with kids
1: so what helped you know what were the things in which we you know how did we help couples function better through this time what do you think t
0: i mean i think one of the first things was just like normalizing like you guys aren't alone like we had to hire therapist, an office manager, because people are struggling. So you guys are not alone in this. That does not mean that there's something wrong with you, right? But how do we, in the midst of chaos, how do we find connection with our partner? Because really we don't, we don't have control of much, but we, what we do have control over is our connection with our partner. And if that feels safe, Everything else can feel a little bit more manageable, right? If we're able to work together, have emotional safety, be vulnerable, be curious about each other's suffering, bam, that is what is going to get us through this. And just to kind of like early on with EJ and I, um, EJ was very constantly plugged into his phone and telling me all the negative news about COVID and deaths and this and that. I
1: bought a 50 pound bag of uh, dried beans in preparation. I mean, he was ready to go.
0: Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, everything's going to be fine. And I don't know if that was like some kind of level of denial, probably because I just I I didn't even know the scope of it, but I, because I hold so much emotional space every day for couples and for individuals that I see, I just could not handle any more negativity. So I would be like, EJ, stop. Like, this is not helping me. Like, I feel overwhelmed already. And like, and then EJ would be like, well, who else am I going to talk to about this? And I was like, I think everything's going to be okay. And we just had such different ways And we had to look at that because, you know, we have to practice what we preach or we would not be great therapists. Well,
1: and I think what helped is... Well, I mean, it was a couple of things. It was one, and this is like the the basic stuff we work with couples yeah. and try to get to them to is you have to recognize underneath whatever the problem is that there's an emotional experience going on, right?
0: Absolutely. And for
1: me, like, I think there was, you know, there was a lot of fear of like, how do I keep my family safe? You know, how do I create an environment where they're going to be okay, where we're going to get through it? And my automatic, like, like a, a lot of people is like, okay, like, let me gather as much information as possible but luckily i think because of a lot of work we've done over the years together i was able to take feedback from tara like i remember specifically we were on one of those walks around the neighborhood and i think i was probably like you know walking and checking my phone throughout it and reading like the six thousandth article about Mm -hmm, covid mm -hmm. and tara was like can i make a request and she asked me, which was really nice. She didn't just tell me what she wanted to do. She asked me whether it was okay to make a request. And I said, yeah, go, yes, go ahead. I wasn't defensive, you know, which is not e- always easy for me. And she said, could you, could you just take like 48 hours? I think it was what she said. She said, can you please I take... I just said
0: 24 hours, actually. <laughs> yeah, she said, can
1: you take a break from, from media for a second? And, and for whatever reason, I was able to hear her. And, and it, I was able to recognize that it was a reasonable request and I did it. And it was great.
0: That that's actually when, oh, didn't mean to interrupt again. I'm sorry. It's
1: all right. I'm ready for it.
0: Um, but that was actually one of the, when I was the word, like not an intervention sort of though, but couples, like one of the partners would be like just constantly anxious and plugged into all of the different stories. And we would just say, Hey guys, just for like one day, even 12 hours, just take a break. And it was helpful to so many couples. And you would think like, oh, like that's just common sense. But people don't recognize just how plugged in they are. And because we just have access to so much different types of media right now. So that was like actually one of our biggest interventions was just take a break from screen for a few hours.
1: Yeah. And um, what on the nuts and bolts level of just like communication was the fact that I'm learning to recognize that there are things that Tara might see about me and my patterns of behavior that I might be missing, you know, and we've built that emotional safety that Tara talks about a lot, which allowed me in that moment to trust her instead of feel criticized by her, you know, and I I trusted that she has my best interest in mind and that she might be seeing something I'm not seeing. And I took the feedback and, and honestly, it, it changed my experience in a positive way. So thank you very much. T-Tari. Oh, absolutely. You well,
0: you helped me through too. Cause I was trying to just like, I guess, look at this pandemic through rose colored glasses, like, oh, it's going to make our environment better and the air better. <laughs> and it's going to make families more connected. And I was just like really hard for me. I, and I think it was just because I was just maybe compassion fatigue and scared underneath. So once I was able to be more curious with EJ and how he was dealing with it, and that's huge, curiosity, a huge, big skill, and it is a skill to teach couples, like, tell me what it's like for you. Help me understand what your anxiety looks like. Help me understand why... There's this urgency to look at your phone constantly or to be on top of every single new article that comes out. And then EJ could also be curious about my experience, like help me understand what's going on for you. And the more we were able to be curious, it just started to blend in really nicely yeah. together. And we were in it together instead of apart, where I wasn't judging him like, God, why does he have to keep making my life so fearful, and vice versa. So I think we gave each other, like we kind of met in the middle and it was really nice. Yeah.
1: And I think that that's, you know, to kind of wrap it up a little bit, I mean, in, in just around uh, couples and how they adapted together, that was the biggest support I think we offered them and helped them work through was like, how do we realize that we're in this together?
0: Have empathy. Mm-hmm. That we have
1: different experiences and how do we sort of utilize that as a strength in us instead of see it as an obstacle.
0: Yes, and just be present for each other and for our suffering. Like we're humans that are suffering and we suffer in very different ways. And every way a person suffers is okay. It's not supposed to be like mine, you know, or yours. And um, one more thing really quick because of the quality time piece. Again, couples not being able to like have any time for themselves or just to be, And we were not good at that. I mean, you would think like, I would like to call us relationship experts and that like, you know, we practice what we preach and we try to, but with homeschool and everything happening and being really busy at our practice, we were working 10, 12 hours a day. We would come home, numb out with Netflix. So what we do now, and we try to do it at least five days a week is we just wake up 10 minutes early before everyone else gets up and we have a cup of coffee together. And right now, that is enough for us. We're not putting high expectations on our relationship and prioritizing because we know we've got a lot of other stuff out there, but just those 10 minutes, sometimes it's even five, means the world. So really trying to find some time in your day, whether it's right before bed or in the morning, just to check in with each other, five minutes, can mean the world and it and you look forward to it because it's just your time with your person yeah
1: yeah yeah well and so uh you know it's it's great it was great to be back it was great to to do this again you know we're still we originally were going to call this podcast like coming out of the chaos but uh still in it yeah it feels like we're still in it so but we're excited to be back and uh Anna, talk to y'all again. And it's nice to sit across the desk from you, Terry. This I was know, fun.
0: Ditto, ditto. Yeah. And we want to hear suggestions on podcasts that you guys wanna hear or just anything we can be supportive with, or you know, any any recommendations you guys might have, you can always email us at info at he said she said counseling You can find us on Instagram, he said she said couples. Or visit our Facebook page at He Said, She Said Counseling. Again, just give us some suggestions. We would love to hear what you guys need.
1: Yeah. Well, have a wonderful uh, world out there. Stay safe, everybody. Stay
0: safe. And we will be tuning in next week.
1: All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same.